Well, welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta's Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by 97.9 FM Worcester Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. Today, June 12th, we will bring to you three new interesting sports tech stories. The first story today is about a blockchain developer creating a digital collectible platform. The second story today is about the new electric EE racing series and their use of VR. The third story is on a new development in the helmet industry. Let's get to today's C-Talk. Before we jump into those stories, though, uh, with everything going on, it's, it's, it's been great to see a lot of companies really starting to put uh, their money where their mouth is, so to speak. Um, so an update on tech leaders investing in minority funds and founders. So Riot Games uh, announced that they will invest $10 million in minority-owned game studios. The League of Legends publisher Riot Games announced that it will invest $10 million in founders who are underrepresented minorities and women in the video game community. And through Riot Games, the social impact fund, the company will commit $1 million in contributions to the Innocence Project and the ACLU. The An Atlanta-based uh, uh, VC, so Collab Capital, is raising a $50 million fund that will invest in minority founders. The fund is different than traditional venture funds. It's a profit-sharing model versus giving capital for equity. Um, so super cool job. Obviously, shout out to uh, the Atlanta-based team there. The next one that we have here is SoftBank has launched a $100 million opportunity growth fund to invest in founders of color. Um, so the new investment vehicles to back entrepreneurs of color, part of its contribution is trying to redress the imbalance of power as it is played out in the tech world. Uh, lastly, wanted to highlight, so Adidas promises to hire 30% or let's say their new jobs, they're saying 30% of those are going to go to black and Latino people. Uh, they're also going to invest $20 million into the black community. So shout out to Adidas there. Uh, it's awesome stuff just to see people uh, investing in black founders. If you know the stats right now, 1% of um, minority funders uh, or founders excuse me, get, uh, get funding right now. So a really cool job of seeing some of these tech companies really step up in this time that we're really seeing a ton of change in the movement that's going on. Yep. I, I agree, especially, you know, you see the big story of the, you know, the founder of, of Reddit stepped down and uh, say, you know, or out, off the board at least. And, you know, he's donating a million to Colin Kaepernick's fund um, and as well uh, made a point that his replacement should be, you know, after, uh, you know, be an African-American person to fill his seat. So um, a lot of good things coming out here from the movements going on so continued for change positive change and it's not like anybody's asking to be treated better it's just giving that opportunities to show what uh, your worth is out here so that you can work and grind and be you know successful and have that on your you know success story resume yeah definitely yeah um i was gonna so say american we'll be- dream but not all jobs are in america so that's why i was i got i, I think i knew where you were trying to go with that i think I hope you got it. We got it. Um, so yeah, the first story today is about a blockchain developer creating a digital collectible platform. I thought this was super cool. 
Uh, there's some different avenues of this, but uh, blockchain game developer Dapper Labs has launched a closed beta version of its NBA Top Shot digital collectibles platform. Uh, so they developed this with their partnership with the NBA and the NBA PA. Um, so essentially what it is, right, is it's think about trading cards, but now think about that digitally. Uh, so it's really cool. So the beta version is a web browser experience that allows users to buy packs that consist of digital tokens representing specific NBA moments. So think about LeBron James chase down block in the 2016 finals or Kobe Bryant's historic 81 point game. Uh, but it's very similar to the way or, or the way that they're trying to push this out, the way trading cards were or have been in the past. And the trading cards have kind of come back recently. Uh, but Taylor, what did you think about the story? I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first read it, I was like, man, this is dumb. This is this is this is dumb because you just like the players of FIFA, of NBA 2K, you know, you, you try and get your team and get those Cristiano Ronaldo's unlocked and then have those special game cards uh, at your disposal. And But you're like, what is the real world application for that? And I think a lot of things we can translate this over what's that's had real world application from a video game. And that's that Animal Crossing game. And so then I really started to think and take a deep dive. And I was like, OK, well, say if you have uh, an NBA curator or whoever is supposed to be an authenticator or the actual player themselves put a little signal on, say, the Andre Iguodala block. And you have that as there's only five of these videos out there. And like you said, with the trading cards, I think you might this this really might, as I continue to think, be a very big thing because now it's revolutionizing the trading card game. So there's only five Andre Iguodala block videos that are authenticated out there, whatever that authentication process is, but it makes it legitimate. Now you have gold in your hand. Like they said, you can transfer for cryptocurrency in this day and age, or if you want to go straight up dollars, I don't know how that'll work, but I think this is only something. Yeah, no, you made some great points there. So uh, I think kind of diving into that, it's super cool. So um Sport Radar, which is uh, NBA's official data provider, is actually providing the metadata, uh, so individual player uh, stat lines, box scores from the game captured in each token, to your point, right? So you know that it's, like, authenticated. You've got extra stats in there. Um, some tokens even come with, like, a multiple camera angle, which is uh, super cool there. To your point, right, the trophy cases, so you can you can buy these packs. You're going to buy them directly from Top Shot. Then you can use the platform to either sell or trade to your point, use crypto, use Bitcoin, uh, and then really have this like peer-to-peer marketplace. So back in the day, like I listen, I have thousands of trading cards. And so growing up in the 90s, like you would buy these cards, you would buy, you know, tops, upper deck, everything, and then you'd be on the playground and you would trade you would find value out of them. And, and so I, I think this is getting real back to that again. I know the trading cards have picked up again in value and, and that's that marketplace is booming once again. But I think in this digital world with crypto, with Bitcoin, this is just an amazing way uh, to secure this. And just before you say something there, you talked about uh, Ronaldo. So as I started researching the story, I realized that Juventus actually had had done something similar uh, I believe it's called Sorore. I don't, I'm probably saying that incorrectly there, but mm-hmm. they created digital soccer cards 
but theirs were like more animated and, you know, it was kind of like Ronaldo with this like kind of comic figure. Uh, but they've actually been super, um, you know, valuable. I mean, some of the, some of the cards that are rare have been selling for $2,000. So yeah. this, there's definitely a marketplace here and a very cool, cool platform. Yeah. The, the only thing I'm interested in, Alan is obviously you're going to have to have the partnership with those that originally have the, you know, have the rights to the video. So then how do you turn that original ownership into a sole owner? Not even sole, but you know, you can make 10, 10 copies of that and have that be extremely valuable. So let's take it all the way back. Let's say they release in a special pack. You have um I don't know, Dr. J's first time, walk the baby or something like that, cradle, and then but you have his first, you the very original film of that and there's only 20 of those in existence but yeah. in reality you still have that in the vault so how do you ensure that somebody can't go in there duplicate that try and get the process and then put that out there now you have you know the uh it's going to diminish the value of the product that you have so that's my only thing because with trading cards it's a physical card that's authenticated on the back probably signed so that's you, you can't duplicate that so just figuring out how you uh, eliminate that problem and at the same time, get rights to all of this film. So, I mean, imagine what the worth will be in 10 years. Um, I mean, he probably might still be playing, but for Messi's first goal in junior league, like. Which is, which is just a nasty goal if you've never seen it. So imagine like you have that and it's, and it's say signed by Messi or has some, has some type of blockchain within it. That makes it so super, super duper rare. Yeah. Um, I think this is on to something, and I I feel very interested to you know try and sign up and get my name on the list. This is something when you see something like this, this is something where you jump on it, people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the yeah, speaking of that, right? I know the beta version was closed to register online. Are mm-hmm. uh, those that were on the wait list? Listen, Top Shot, Dapper Labs, hit us up. We would love to get in here. Uh, this is super cool. I mean, I was always like a huge trading card person. I hate that I, I got on this a little late here. Uh, but to your point, I think this is something 5, 10, 15 years down the road. This is going to be one of those where like Gary Vee is going to do a video and be like, I'm telling you to get on this now. And then 10 years yeah. later, he's going to like do the postmortem video showing that he was right. Exactly. Uh, this is one of those where I feel like, you know, you should definitely get in on this. So uh, really cool story there. And again, uh, by Dapper Labs creating uh the NBA Top Shot Digital Collectibles platform. Mm-hmm. Second story we have today. Uh, this one's interesting, and uh, you know we're, we're we're huge racing fans. We grew up. Our dad grew up next to Darlington Motor Speedway. So anytime I see something with racing, I try to incorporate it into our show. Uh, it's about a new racing league. It's called the Electric E Racing Series. Um, they've done some cool things with VR. But Taylor, had you heard of? this new racing series, which is around literally electric cars. Give them the breakdown, Sterling. Give them the breakdown. So the new racing series is trying to bring, or not trying to, they are bringing electric racing to some of the most remote corners of the planet to highlight climate change challenges faced by different ecosystems, while also showcasing the performance of all electric SUVs in extreme conditions. So essentially they take the soup up, these electric cars, put them in these areas that you kind of forgot about, like in the jungle or safari, they do a race 
and they're really like committed to showing like renewable energy uh, and really trying to restore degraded environments uh, in which they race, which is so a cool, a cool way to try to like give back right to our community and to our earth and the planet and everything like that. But also showcase something that I think we should have been there for a while, which is electric cars. Um, so it's, it's something that, yeah, I, I think it's interesting, especially because where is racing today? I don't even know if we want to touch the whole Confederate flag thing, but it's, you know, there's so many ways that you can race nowadays. And to do this, this league is now popping up. Every team is going to have a male and a female driver. Uh, it, it's a really cool initiative. Uh, you, you know, I'm getting, obviously it's, it's not as morbid as the, as the movie, but the, the, the internet type of, hype and vibe that you saw off the movie death race jason statum that movie but with the they're going to five uh competitive events and locations such as congaluce in greenland uh the amazon rainforest in brazil lac rose in near dakar in senegal um each leg comprises of two days of head-to-head knockout racing around a 10 kilometer circuit uh so that's cool i will say though when it comes to racing and the experience that you're able to be immersed in from a hospitality package. So what they're uh, aiming to do is a virtual hospitality package provided to guests. Um, if you, you know, you, you pay for that. And um, do you want to kind of highlight a little bit what, what's in the hospitality package? Yeah. So the packages will include an immersive viewing experience featuring uh, VR, right? So they're using, so each guest will receive um, VR goggles to watch footage film with 3D cameras and access to driver interviews, drone laps, and hot laps. Uh, they also have the opportunity to put in questions to drivers and celebrities that are at the race. So super cool. So it's like you, you essentially get immersed in it because, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I can't imagine driving in those conditions with an electric car. I think I'm a pretty good driver. I've done Andretta racing. But it'd be super cool to, like, have this experience where you're – you're in a cool environment and then you're like immersed in the vehicle or in the, in the safari or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So using VR, but also kind of showcasing like what, what those cars can do. Yeah. You get the cuts into the uh, radio audio. The cool thing too, is they send you a personal chef that's going to arrive at your house or home uh, or your office, wherever you're at. And they're going to do a theme menu for you. And this is where my problem is Sterling. This is, this is my sole problem with it. What's the best thing about, having the sweet package when you go to a physical race. It's the stunning on people. That's I was going to say, it's, it's, the ability, it, it's the ability to gram it and make sure that people know that, you, that you're in there. I want to you know be three stories up in my box with a shrimp cocktail just looking down at you in the heat while I got AC pumping on me. I'm sipping champagne, fresh, fresh glass out the uh, ice tray. I want to feel as if I am elevated for these next four hours in comparison to buying a general admission ticket. I do not get that satisfaction from getting it from my home. It makes me no different than the next person, except now I got some Instagram chef who's at my house. And if I complain about the food, it's not really going to go that far because he doesn't have that much pressure on himself because there's only five of us. This was at the track. There's hundreds of people you don't want that complaint, and then it starts circulating around. You got to be on point for all those people that you're serving. So that's my only thing. I love stunting. I'm not saying I'm a clout chaser. I don't do that for the gram. But if I'm going through there, I like people to be like, oh, 
I get to go through this VIP line. There's no VIP line in my house. It's just me. I mean, you could make one though. I think that's the cool thing is like you're remote, right? You have this, it's a virtual hospitality, right? So you right. get, you, you got like, get, you got what? Driver radio, live DJ stream. Like you, you can have the experience that you want. Right. And right. still the, the only thing that you can't do is you can't stunt through VR, right? There's no way for you There's to no like, exactly. do Instagram, you know what I mean? Through the, like the VR heads. I mean, I guess you could. But, I can't know. tell them be like, Hey, bring me, bring me another bottle of that, uh, uh, that Azule. Let me, let me get that Azule. Bring me one. Bring me one more bottle. I, mean, I can't you know do that. Azule is. What is Azule? That's that, that's that. That's that tequila. That's that blue and white bottle. But Clase? The Azule. That's not it. It is Azule? called Clase. Azule. I call it Azule. That's you. That's you, not, you ain't, that's you ain't up on it. You ain't up on it. You ain't, you ain't up on it like I've been up on it. It's that Azule. That's, that's <laughs> definitely not how you say that word there. Um, I am. Um, that's actually when uh, I actually had a shot of that um, with um, say, who's the safety of the, of the Jets? Oh, Jamal Adams. Jamal, thank you. I, I couldn't think of his first name. Yeah, Jamal Adams. So now take that experience that you had and pose it at a real track. Very fun. Awesome. Amazing. You don't get that same joy and pleasure when you're at your house and you know, you, you, you bought your own bottles. It's not, it's not fun. Maybe it comes in the package. Maybe it doesn't, but you're off your own stuff. It's just great to have it at the track, but I do like the virtualness that comes with it. It's, it's, it's something new. It's something different. It is for the planet. It's bringing great awareness for the first, for the most part. Uh, And that's what the big thing here that we have to reiterate and always focus on is the awareness for everything that is going around on the planet. Yeah, yeah, definitely really cool here. Um, third story we have. What's up? I was gonna say, did you ever really thought about it that we're on a spaceship, zooming, th- zooming through the universe on a spaceship that we all just cohabitate on that you don't really ever think about? Uh, thank you, Matthew McConaughey, for that. Um, no, I actually I do. I love sci-fi, so I think about it all the time. It's also really interesting to think about going to do a super weird tangent that has nothing to do with sports or tech. Uh, it's always weird to think about where we are located within our galaxy system and like mm-hmm. how the earth rotates and everything like that. It is. Um, I would love to have a clear snapshot of it. Obviously we we're going around the sun. I've always wondered how do we actually rotate around the sun? What's, what's really going on with, with the, with it's just the, weird uh, to think that we're moving like here. a thousand yeah. miles an hour. That's why I said we're on a spaceship. It's awesome. It's, so weird. It's, it's weird to think about. And in a million years, we'll be in a completely different sector of uh, of of our galaxy, but we'll never see that sector, obviously, because we'll be, you know. That's the other thing. It's like we're moving, but our galaxy is also moving. And so it's just like it, it we're all moving to the great unknown, as they call it. The great attractor is what they call it. It's pretty Sorry. great. Sorry for the tangent, but I just thought it, it, but it, it fit. It fit. It's our planet. Well, that's more trying to like preserve the planet. You're thinking outside the planet, but sure, two different right. things. I mean, we want that we want this planet to be riding for you know millions of years, but we we can't be burning it up. So we have to give notice to the rainforest, to the uh, I was gonna say to the glaciers, everything. You know, we got to save the planet. Gotcha. I'm like, I'm like little Dicky right now. Sure. <laughs> Uh, great show. Shout out, Dave. Uh, the third story is on a new development in the helmet industry. So I thought this was interesting. We've always, we've, we've been talking, right. Is what happens in the fall with COVID, 
do fall sports play, especially those that are in college? If Do they play if, if students are not back on campus? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so Shoe Sports has, which is a sports bureau company um, that kind of specializes in football helmets, has created the Splash Shield. Um, so according to Shoot Sight, the shield was developed to attach directly to the face guard of a football helmet to block droplets from sweat, coughs, and sneezes. It also fits all traditional football face masks, is disposable and replaceable, includes reusable attachment strips, and includes one shield and two replacements in each package. Uh, what did you, so my first question to you is, did you use this type of helmet, and do you think this works? Uh, I believe the pronunciation is shut. I could be wrong. I could be, I could have been, I could have been pronouncing this wrong for my entire life, but I always believe they were shut helmets. Uh, I don't know. I've always thought it was shut. That's what I always thought. Um, I never did. I was a Revo man myself, Rydell shout out. That was my go-to helmet. Um, shut helmets at the time. This is just being truthfully honest. They had an alien design to them. It looked a little weird. They weren't the baller type helmets, but I know they've come out with some better helmets now that look a little bit better. They weren't the swagged out helmets you wanted to be rocking back in the day. That was just calling it like it is. Revo had the game on lock with uh, Rydell a little bit, but I don't want to, you know, have competing markets, competitive competitors going against each other here. But um, for, for this, I know I did, but for this, I will say you're going to have a lot of people's babies passing out on the field. Only thing I can think of, because where is the air coming into the helmet? So it's blocking off every sector of the helmet. So all you're going to have is hot breath coming right back up your nostrils. The fresh air ain't going to be flowing right in. I understand what they're trying to do, but where is the air coming in and the heat that's going to rise up in that helmet I mean, it'll kill COVID because it's gonna be it's gonna be hot up under there, especially with with the heat that we've been seeing already. So that's the only thing I got. That's the only thing I kind of think about. But I like I like the idea and the honest intentions that they were trying to accomplish here. Although you yeah. have to pay for it. Although yeah, you have to pay exactly. for it. five dollars, fifteen dollars over here. You gotta make more. Yeah, make I wondered. I didn't see how much it was costing. To your point about the little thing you just did there with Rydell, Rydell sued uh, Shut or Shoot for infringing on three patents in two thousand eight. Oh, Shut up. Um, yeah. Interesting there. Right. I, I, I thought about that. I thought about that initially or, or kind of off the bat as I read the story. It's like, is that enough for you to be able to like to still be in the heat, especially of, of Texas or Georgia? Right. Alabama, like in the south or something um, and still feel comfortable breathing. I know for myself thinking about just like putting a mask on, like it's been hard for me. It's maybe more mental, right? But it's been weird to breathe as I'm like trying to run outside with a mask on. So I just wonder, you know, football, I think athletes are just creatures of habit. So when you add something in a layer like that, to your point, that's different and it makes you feel constrained. Like what does that do for most guys? Will people want to wear it? Yeah. I, I think the intention was right. Execution on this part being a, a physical plastic piece was wrong. And this is just my honest opinion. It, I hope it does work out. I think if they switched, I mean, this is free consulting here, but someone should be paying me for it. Um, if you switch the concept and instead of it being a plastic piece, but now it's a thick mesh plastic wrap that goes around the base, eye shield up top. So at least you have airflow coming out. 
and then spit and droplets or, or at least hitting mm-hmm. that mesh and you can still breathe better. It'd be tough, but at least you have air coming in and out. I think that would have been the better route to go cheaper pr- production on their costs, you know, for overhead, if you're really looking at it. And then uh, it won't be that expensive for all these families out there that want to have their kids out on the house because they've been cooped up and they want to have a new normal, obviously, that they're going to have to adjust to. So I think that would be easier for people. Um, I, I, I just I'm not seeing. So if you haven't worn a helmet or if you know what football helmets look like, take your normal visor that you see people wearing over their eyes and now drop that into little sections on the three pieces that you normally have um, that protect your chin area. So mm-hmm. I equate this right now to breathing um, as if you have a, this is how it'll feel like, I think to a player, like a space type helmet, how it's encased like that, mm-hmm. take the full suit off really. And you have air that can come under it, but that's going to be the feeling that you have. So like, there's no fresh air being pumped in like a NASCAR driver or IndyCar or Formula One driver that's fresh coming into the helmet. It's all through what nature can provide. So I think it'll get a little bit too hot. Hopefully not, but that's what I think. No, it's a great breakdown. That's why, uh, you know, I kind of want to ask you just directly what you thought there. Um, super interesting. Check out uh, their Twitter page. They actually kind of have a, a breakdown of it. If you want to check it out, we will also put it on our Instagram page. Um so those are the three stories for today. We appreciate it. Uh, T-Mac over there, Steve-Mac over here. Follow us at Sports Tech Atlanta. Look for C-Talk on Instagram and Twitter. And we hope to see you next week.